this Friday, March 1st, NBA PropCast edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today using promo code NBASGPN and get a first deposit bonus of up to $100 using promo code NBASGPN. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. The sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, March the 1st, uh, currently 1237 on the East Coast, here to get into our NBA player props for the Friday night schedule in the association. And joining me, as usual, here to help me break down the player props, I got my guy here with me from the NFL podcast, of course, as well here on the NBA. It's my main man, Crispy Cabin. Chris, what's going on, brother? How you doing? What's up, you know? Beautiful Friday slate ahead of us. It's been, I know we were talking a little bit off air, but it's been a beautiful, uh, a beautiful week so far, man. So looking forward to, you know, kind of keeping it going today. I will say looking at the card, you know, just, you know, not from a player prop perspective, but just, to, you know, overall, we're starting to find some of these fatigue spots, which I think could lead yeah. to some unders. I haven't really identified one that I, you know, like the most or that stands out the most. But I do think some unders will be in play. A lot of teams on fifth game at eight nights today. Uh, you know, some of them at a, you know, really bad rest advantage as well. So, uh, you know, maybe the defense takes advantage of those tired legs or we could see some of the opposite where, you know, they, um, you know, just just gives it up. And so maybe we take the, you know, look at the opposing team um, that that's at the rest advantage, I guess I should say. So, um, definitely should you know be taken into consideration when looking at player props today. But I'm excited to, to break it all down, man. Like you said, we made it to another Friday, and uh, hopefully we can we can find some winners for our, for our listeners. Yeah, uh, take a look at that the Bulls and the Bucks under later on today. Let me know what you think because I did play that at 2:23 uh, last night. So um, yeah, look, I think our last episode that we did between uh, the Wednesday card at least, I think it turned out to be a pretty uh, good one for us. I know we talked a lot about Kawhi Leonard in that game, and it's funny because I don't know why I had a sneaky suspension that or suspicion that he was going to end up like a hair above his projections uh, that night. And so we talked about it at 24 and a half and 25 and a half uh, for Kawhi Leonard. He ended up at 26 and also mentioned his rebounds at six and a half. <clears throat> then he finished at seven. So that key number on the opening number was 32 and a half crept up to 33 and a half for his points and rebounds and closed at 34 and a half uh, with the news of Paul George being out for this team. So, um, and that's why sometimes it could get a little bit tricky. So I ended up breaking even on that because I did play the points over rebounds over, uh, or sorry, I went two and one on that because I played it separately and I played the PNR to go over as well. I know your best bet got to the window as well. I think you had what Emmanuel quickly to go over on his three point shots. Soon enough now, Chris, I think the market's going to, excuse me, adjust where he's going to be at three and a half now because he's been shooting the ball real well for the Toronto Raptors. So hopefully we can uh, carry that momentum here into the Friday night card in the association. So uh, anything that stood out to you? Um, since Wednesday, as far as maybe player performances or anything, as far as you know, players that you may be looking at to fade or back. I know you mentioned a lot of the um, fatigue spots here coming up. 
for some of these teams here um, as we get along to the second half of the season and slowly get to the end of the season here. But anything that stuck out to you? I think um, probably the biggest one, you know, and we talked about a little bit about this offline yesterday as well. Um, Victor Wimbayama was really going for this, uh, you know, for this rookie of the year. Last night I was on, um, looked like an idiot. Now I was on, you know, OKC minus the 10 and a half and got, you know, a little CLV there. Uh, ended up being trash. They lost the game by 14, even though they were laying, uh, you know, end up being 11 and a half. And uh, you see Victor, you know, come out, have another, you know, really solid game last night, 32 minutes. He accumulated 28 points, 13 rebounds, and seven assists, five blocks, and two steals. You know, if this dude is uh, really gunning for the MVP, we know that anytime he cheese Chet on the opposite side, you know, he he's, a, you know, like a bull that sees red because, uh, you know, that's always going to be compared to each other. And, you know, of course, in the race for the All-Star. Five for seven from the three-point line as well, you know. So I think, you know, his performance last night uh, definitely stands out. Uh, he's been, you know, pretty consistent since he's coming off that, that minutes uh, limit. And then um, Michael Porter Jr., I think we got to look at him as well. You know, he's uh, been been someone that's, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, flourished in the last few games. He had a 34-point game against Portland last week and uh, 30 points against the Miami Heat last night. So uh, we, we know it. Remember, there was a point in time in the season, you know, where uh, he was just taking his rebounds over no matter what the number was because they had him yeah. too low at five and a half, six and a half. 11 rebounds last night. He has a 12 and 11 rebound game in here as well over the last uh, since the All Star break. And he, I, I, I think I talked about this. Uh, you know, he came out and said like maybe they were you know looking forward to the All Star break just a tad bit too much, but it does feel like they're kind of locking in now. So uh, Michael Porter Jr., Victor Wembanyama, those performances kind of stand out most recently. What I think also, you? yeah, I mean, just uh, standing off of your Michael Porter Jr. point. Uh, you know, Jamal Murray didn't return to that game last night, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, again, he may miss maybe a couple of games here. I think it, it might be best for Denver to give him a couple of nights off here, a couple of games off here. And I think maybe at that point, the market doesn't adjust on a guy like Michael Porter Jr., like you mentioned. So, and it's a guy that, that I mean, I mean, we've seen the highlights. We've seen the 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 pictures of, hey, he, he's going to shoot it when he can. And even if he has a guy open right under the basket, He's he has a green light, so he's going to shoot. And like you also mentioned, right, his rebounding has always been there for him as well. So we'll keep an eye on the Jamal Murray news that if he does miss some time here, I think there'll be some value here on Michael Porter Jr. to really step up in the absence of uh, Jamal Murray. So we'll see that. Um, you know, we'll keep an eye on that. We talked about Luca uh, Wednesday night, uh, our Wednesday pod that we did, Chris. Uh, I think that was his birthday game. Um, absolutely just crushed it against the uh, Toronto Raptors. Finished the game with 16 dimes. Got, uh, I believe he did get a triple-double in that game. Um, went over his points and assists as well. Nikola Jokic uh, as well. So, the, you know, the stars are starting to shine here a little bit in the entire league. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, man. I, I think that, like you mentioned, a lot of these guys are gunning for the MVP. It's going to be a fun race down the stretch, man, because I think it's a little bit more open than uh, people may think uh, for the MVP race. So we'll talk about that as well uh, going forward on, on when we do our, you know, uh, biweekly episodes here on that MVP race um, for the regular season MVP in the association. But other than that, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a good week. Hopefully we can carry that momentum here into the Friday night card in the NBA. Uh, Chris, before we do get into our player props here for the Friday night schedule, uh, let me tell everyone about uh, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy gives you the opportunity to uh, play alongside your favorite uh, uh, any, uh, NBA players 
And Underdog is the easiest play, the uh, easiest place to play fantasy sports. It's also the fastest growing fantasy app uh, in the industry as well. Um, the pick em games, it's it's super easy. It's super fun to play. You pick uh, whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's games for a chance to win big. You win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players to build a pick em entry and can also make rival picks, which picks two players against each other. We've had a lot of success, like I mentioned, on the NBA pod. Uh, you know, putting together our underdog fantasy entries uh, and appreciate everybody that has, you know, signed up using our promo code as well. And that's going to carry back into March here as well. So all you got to do sign up today. If you haven't already with underdog fantasy, make sure you use that promo code NBA SGPN to get your first deposit bonus doubled up to $100 as well as an instant um, pick them special visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our promo code NBA SGPN to get your first deposit bonus doubled up to $100 as well as an instant pick them special must be 18 years or older and present in the state where underdog fantasy operates terms apply concerned with your play call 1-800-522-4700 or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Again, use that promo code NBA all right, uh, Chris, let's get into our player props here for tonight. Had a really good night um, on Wednesday. Hopefully, we can carry that here as well. Why don't you uh, lead us off? What's your first player prop for the Friday night card? So I'm going straight to the last game, you know, and I'm looking at Mr. Ivanza Zubak. Ivanzin Zubak, I think is how you, Ivanzin Zubak, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, we'll call him Zubak. Uh, if you, you want to correct me, you can, you know, when I'm finished, but, uh, I like, I like Zubak in this matchup, man. We, we, a lot of, you know, the way we cap player props, not just looking at the, you know, the player, but also looking at the situation. I know he missed the game against the Lakers the other day, but, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking to kind of target, I, I mentioned this at the top of the top of the show, but I'm looking to kind of target some of these teams in these really, really bad spots. So, uh, Wizards second leg of a back-to-back, of course, they're coming off the overtime game. Granted, they didn't have to chow, didn't have to travel because, He'll be in crypto.com arena uh, yet again. But um, Zubak being a, a tad bit fresher, I do think he's listed as questionable, but I do think he plays in this game. Points and rebounds, you know, if it's the way I'm looking to target. Forgot to throw that out in there. Over 21 and a half. This is a minus 115 line. It's the, the, the best odds that I see. And, you know, just kind of going back to the well, man. The Wizards have been bleeding points in the paint. We know that, right? Uh, allowing, allowing teams to shoot 82% in the restricted area uh, since the All-Star break. Seven uh, percent uh, higher than the than the next team. You know, if this team is not defending the paint well at all, uh, we, of course we know that they don't have Daniel Gafford anymore, who was the little bit of rim protection that they did have. Now you're just relying on Marvin Bagley. Teams are attempting nearly 23 shots per game in the paint against the Wizards as well, which is the sixth most. And um, Zubac, you look at his attempts specifically. You know, we know he that's all. That's the only place he wants to shoot in the restricted area, inside the paint. Uh, attempts the most shots uh, for this uh, Los Angeles Clippers team at less than five uh, feet from the rim and uh, nearly six attempts per game as well. He's shooting 65% uh, on his attempts, less than five feet from the, from the rim, you know? So I like Zubak to, you know, have a, a really big game against the tired Wizards team on the second leg of a back-to-back that already can't defend the paint, even if they weren't on the second leg of a back-to-back and weren't on the road. So give me Zubak in this game. I think he, I think he plays well. Clippers also need a confidence boost and win uh, after, you know, coming out the all-star break a little, um, a little sluggish here, you know. So, yeah. so give me the Clippers in this. Uh, give me Zubak in this spot to go over the twenty-one and a half points plus rebounds here. Yeah, I mean, we saw what Anthony Davis did last night against his Wizards team, and the Wizards are allowing the third most rebounds uh, per game uh, over the last five games since the All Star break here as well. So, 
Uh, I know, like you mentioned, he did miss the last game, but I think it's an opportunity for Zubac, who was, again, playing pretty well uh, before missing a little bit uh, or a couple of games there for the um, for the Clippers um, by, you know, rebounding the basketball and, and getting uh, the points as well. 16-6 and six in his last game against the Kings, um, 10, 10 against the uh, Memphis Grizzlies, 13-12, and 13-10. and 10. So it's been there for uh, Zubac. Um, you know, uh, recently, and again, we're just going to continue fading this uh, Wizards interior defense. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one for sure. Um, for my first player prop here, Chris, we'll go over to that game between the uh, Celtics and the uh, Dallas Mavericks here tonight. I'm looking at Jason Tatum in this spot. I'm looking at his rebounds here, man. Uh, that number's at eight and a half. I do like the over uh, in this game. Uh, sorry for uh, Jason M's rebound. So last five games, he's averaging... 22, uh, 22.6 points per game. I know he hasn't been very efficient from the floor. Um, and the rebounding has been a little bit inconsistent for him. But I think what really stood out to me about um, Jason Tatum, and specifically against the Mavericks, in his career in 13 games, he's averaging um, he's averaging 23.9 points and more importantly, 9.2 rebounds. But what really jumped off the page is that he's um, had double-digit rebounds in six straight games against the Dallas Mavericks, including the last five where he's been in double-digit rebounds for this uh, Boston Celtics team against the Dallas Mavericks. Their last game was on January 22nd, where he had 39 points and 11 rebounds. And I do understand that they did pick up Daniel Gafford um, and P.J. Washington. Uh, in particular, obviously, Daniel Gafford can rebound the basketball. But it seems there's – I'm not sure if he's, you know – um being put into the rotation or the minutes have been a little bit inconsistent um, ever since Derek Lively came back uh, for this uh, Dallas Mavericks team because there was a game the other night um, where he only played seven minutes and then they came back against the Toronto Raptors and played 25. And part of that, he only had 19 minutes against the Pacers, 17. So that really maybe that rim protection or that rebounding is, I still think it's not there for this Dallas Mavericks team, but I think Jason Tatum, who is one of their better rebounders uh, for this Boston Celtics team? I think that he continues this tonight against the um, against the Dallas Mavericks here. So my first player prop here, um, Chris Jason Tatum over eight and a half rebounds against the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, difficult for me to talk you off of this one, you know, because he, I mean, he is such a great rebounder, right? Um, and and I think the 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 narrative play here, you know, is that you know people are trying to, you know, I wouldn't say trying to, but people are now starting to mention Jason Tatum in this MVP discussion, right? Because, I mean, clearly it looks like they got the best record in the, you know, in the, in the East and probably throughout the, you know, maybe throughout the whole entire NBA. And it's, it's, it's not going to be close, honestly. Now, now that Cleveland, you know, has, has, has lost a couple of games, it doesn't feel like that. So uh, Tatum is, you know, showcasing, you know, why he should do that. And he's really kind of filling up the stat sheets, you know? Um, and I think that, you know, when those conversations start to happen nationally, which they have, uh, of course, that happened internally. Right. So, you know, you, te teams, I would say the Celtics themselves are trying to make sure that he gets those numbers. Right. Whether it's the rebounds, whether it's the assists, uh, But Tatum is, you know, I think kind of gunning for it. He I don't think that, you know, he's publicizing how much it would mean to him because, of course, the finals MVP would mean more. But uh, yeah. it'd be a, a pretty good accomplishment. And Tatum to be so young, I think it's what, still year number seven for Tatum, seven or eight. Uh, he's, you know, pretty much done everything, right? Been to yeah. the finals, like outside of, you know, winning that MVP and uh, winning the championship, of course, as well, and the finals MVP. But yeah, uh, you know, super, super good spot. Boston has been home for a while. 
Dallas, I think, what, fourth straight road game as well. So uh, it lines up for Tatum to have a really big night. And uh, the the lights will be on, uh, you know, the brightest, especially in a matchup that features so many all-stars in the same game. You got Kyrie, Luka, Porzingis, Drew Holiday, uh, you know, J- Jalen Brown, Tatum. So, yeah, this this is a really good spot for Tatum to uh, go over. You know, if I actually on my on my short list, I had his rebounds and assists uh, yeah. as well. So I like that. Yeah, I'm hoping Luka does play here tonight. Um for this Mavericks team, just because I think it'd be a fun matchup to watch. I did see that he did participate in shoot around uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. So hopefully he is able to go here tonight for the Dallas Mavericks. But yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, Jason Tatum not only rebound the basketball, but also dishing it out has been very good uh, for this uh, Boston Celtics team. So hopefully that can continue here tonight uh, against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, third problem number two, Chris, what do you got? Oh, yeah, let's 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 unmute. All right, so we're going to we're going to that Sacramento and uh, Minnesota game, you know, and. And, uh, you know, no surprise here. I'm looking at Anthony Edwards again. Uh, this dude is, you know, really just been killing it. And um, just kind of going back to the well as far as, you know, where Anthony Edwards, where's bread butter? And it's at the rim, right? So outside of him, you know, scoring, what, what, he had 34 against Memphis the other day, uh, 34 against San Antonio, uh, 29 against Brooklyn, uh, 28 against uh, Milwaukee. So we're needing him to get 29, and he's gotten that in three of the last four games. And, I mean, we if we go back to before the All Star break, a thirty four point game in there, a forty one point game against the Portland Trailblazers. So he this is a number that he's you know clearing consistently, and I also just love the value. You know, I mean, this dude is the offense, right? As good as Minnesota is, the the knack about Minnesota is that their offense does get a little stagnant at times, and they can really they they can you know rely too heavily upon him and Carl Anthony Towns specifically to score all the buckets. But he takes on that challenge. Twenty one shot attempts last game. 29 the game before, 23, 27. Like if I'm – I always talk about, you know, shots per possession, you know. So we're, we're, we're needing him to shoot about 45% if he's going to take the shots that he has been taking. And uh, the three-point ball hasn't necessarily been falling as much. He he does have a 4 for 10 and a 4 for 12 game in here in the last five. Um, but outside of those, you know, he he's, he's only shooting 35% from the field. So then we look at, right, th- then f- – stay with me here, fellas – and, and ladies, we, then we we flip it and we start to look at the Kings defense. And this was something that we targeted in the last game. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, of course, uh, the one player prop that I gave out that didn't cash was uh, looking at Jokic to go over his points. But it was specifically because the Kings give up so many points in the paint. So uh, I, I talked about it and I'll just, you know, kind of give some of those numbers. But in the paint, in that non-restricted area, San Antonio, I mean, I'm sorry, Sacramento, uh, giving up 15 and a half field goal makes per game which is by far the most in the NBA and teams know it. They're attacking, they're getting downhill and attacking Sacramento, uh, you know, allowing 27 shot attempts at the rim as well. And teams are shooting 57.4%, which is absolutely the highest in the NBA. Golden state actually giving up the, 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 the second most, uh, second worst percentage at 53%. So uh, I do expect Anthony Edwards to get downhill and attack that rim and get to the paint. Uh, either draw fouls or, you know, finish at the rim, you know. So uh, I like I like Anthony Edwards in this spot. Uh, he has faced uh, Sacramento two, th- twice this season, 34 points, 35 points. So so I like Anthony Edwards in those spots. Uh, also struggled from the three-point line, shooting three for 12 and two for nine. So hopefully he learns from that, puts his head down, you know, gets downhill and, uh, you know, protects home court tonight. So give me Anthony Edwards over his 28 and a half points. This one comes in. Uh, a little juice at minus 120, but it's up to nine, uh, 29 and a half on other books as well. So whatever feels comfortable to you and, you know, depending on how much juice you want to drink. 
I mean, look, Anthony Edwards, I think for this Minnesota Timberwolves team is the more most consistent player as far as scoring points, right? I mean, he's pretty much their offense. Like, you'll get what you can from Carl Anthony Towns and some of the other guys. But, I mean, you just kind of look at what Anthony Edwards, as far as shot volume, just goes for this uh, Minnesota Timberwolves team. I, mean, I think that's where a lot of it comes for Edwards because he's averaging – 24 shot attempts per game over the last five games uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's a guy that can get to the free throw line as well, averaging 7.6 attempts per game, making 6.4 of those, shooting at 84%. We know the three-point attempts are going to be there for him as well. Against that to that clutch time for the Minnesota Timberwolves, the ball is going to be in the hands of Anthony Edwards. So again, also from just a pure shot volume perspective uh, for Anthony Edwards, I mean, you laid out the numbers beautifully as far as the paint numbers go of what Sacramento is allowing um, to the opposition. I think that's where Anthony Edwards really thrives is getting to the basket. And again, I think that, like you mentioned also, two games this season against Sacramento, he's crushed his number. So I'm with you here, man. It's, it's, I think it should be a fun game here. Hopefully De'Aaron Fox does play in this game. I like watching those two guys go head-to-head. But Anthony Edwards here on his points, Bob, I do love it at 28 and a half here for Mr. Anthony Edwards going up against the Sacramento Kings here tonight. Uh, Chris, before we do get over to my next player prop here for the Friday night action, let me tell everyone about our friends over at Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NBA season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to, optimizer tools to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate to, for any bet to learn which players are hot, and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, let's continue rolling here, uh, Chris. Uh, for my next player, problem, go over to that game between the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, and the Charlotte Hornets here tonight. I'm going to go with a rebounding prop here again as well. I'm looking at Paul Reed. Over eight and a half uh, rebounds here going up against the Charlotte Hornets. And again, another team that's struggling uh, to keep their opponents off of the glass over the last five games. The Charlotte Hornets allowing the most rebounds to the opposition uh, at 51.6. And a lot of that has to do with how bad their offense is. Um, they haven't been very efficient they are the worst, I believe, over the last five games and post-All-Star break. Let me see if I can pull up those numbers here exactly. Yep, Charlotte is dead last right down there for uh, right down there with the Memphis Grizzlies. So what's that say to you that they're taking shots and they're missing a lot of shots and the rebounding uh, opportunities are going to be there in this game here uh, for uh, the Sixers in particular, Paul Reed. I know he's been a little bit inconsistent. Uh, but over the last five games, he's averaging close to 27 minutes per game, 8.2 rebounds and eight rebounds per game. He did have two games in there where he did have double-digit rebounds, which was against the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers and also the Miami Heat. But I think it's an opportunity here tonight to go up against the uh, Charlotte Hornets, who are on a back-to-back situation. Now, I also think that Paul Reed is a guy that's blowout proof. I think that if this game does get out of hand and, you know, the Sixers are able to pull away, I still think Paul Reed will be in that lineup just because, again, they do have a lack of uh, available bodies, especially in that front court. So do expect him to play anywhere from about 25, 27 minutes here tonight. I think that's plenty of time for him uh, to get the rebounds uh, in this game against the Charlotte Hornets. So 
Uh, I'll take Paul Reed over eight and a half rebounds right now here. Chris uh, going up against the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, this this one makes a lot of sense to me as well. You know, um, also Charlotte, second leg of a back to back. Right. They're also one of those teams I mentioned fifth game of eight nights. So you can see some could definitely see some, you know, some big fatigue from this team. Uh, and, you know, Philly needs a win in the worst way, you know. Yeah. So uh, Nick Nurse, uh, much like last point I'll make is Nick Nurse, much like uh, Thibodeau. Well, is one of those guys. If you're one of his guys, you know, he's going to ride with you until the wheels fall off, you know, until you sprain your ankle, until you you can't play anymore. Uh, so I do expect big, big minutes for Paul Reed in this matchup as well. And you you kind of laid it out perfectly as far as all the numbers. Charlotte really uh, struggled in the rebound of basketball. So this one makes a lot of sense to me as well. Paul Reed over those eight and a half rebounds. Yeah, Charlotte uh, over the last uh, two weeks to the center position. Uh, is allowing uh, close to uh, to the us say power forward and the center position close to combined twenty five point seven rebounds per game. So uh, definitely look out for Paul Reed here tonight to have a uh, big night uh, rebound in the basketball here. Um, all right, Chris, six or to player prop number three, man. What do you got? So we're going to we'll stay in. Uh, well, no, no, we won't. We, we're going to the Milwaukee and Charlotte game, and um, I'm looking at Damian Lillard in this spot, you know, but. But not not the way I would typically attack Dame. Typically, I want to take his threes. I want to take his points. But one thing that you know I think has become apparent is that Chicago does a lot of trapping of the ball handler. They mm-hmm. do not they do not allow point guards to really you know get into a, a great offensive flow. So I'm attacking his rebounds and assist line uh, just a tad bit more. Him, you know, if the number is minus one thirty, uh, just going through and kind of you know looking at Dame first and foremost. Now he he only played 34 minutes last night. He only finished with six points and two and two assists in that game against Charlotte. But before that game, nine and seven against Charlotte, so good for 16. Uh, seven and nine. I'm not sure what's gotten in him with the rebounds, and that's what, one of the reasons why I wanted to kind of add that as well. Uh, seven and nine, seven rebounds and nine assists against Philly, nine rebounds and ten assists against Milwaukee, and that's what he's done. So he's three and one to the number in the last, uh, you know, the last uh, five games since the all- three and one to the number in the last four games since the All Star break. Um, but also, I was looking at, uh, you know, just taking a deeper a, a deeper look because, like we said, the rebounding numbers are there. You also get a, a Bulls team that's coming off the second off a double overtime game as well. Yeah. I know, you know, Char- Char- uh, the Milwaukee will be on the second leg of a back to back, but we got to factor in, the, you know, how much energy, uh, you know, the, the 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 Chicago Bulls had to exert in their last game as well. But I'm looking at these assist numbers here. You know, last ten games, guards versus the Bulls. You got Trey Young. Uh, 14 assists, Karis LeVert, 12 assists, DeJounte Murray, 9 assists, uh, Mike Conley, 8, Vince Williams Jr., 8. And we'll stop there because those are the top five. But potential assists, those numbers are there as well. 13 for Vince Williams Jr., 12, uh, you know, for Karis LeVert. Donovan Mitchell had 12. Darius Garland's played him twice. He's averaging 11 and a half as well. Anthony Edwards actually had 11 to go along with Cade and Jalen Brown and Mike Conley. So all of the, the assist numbers are definitely there for, you know, lead ball handlers uh, against this um, against the Chicago Bulls defense. You go back, you know, and look at Dame's last game that he actually played against Chicago. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it, he had 13 assists. So that, that proved that, you know, the strategy, only 18 points in that game, shot seven for 16, only one for six from the three-point line. But the assist numbers are going to be there because that's what Chicago does. They love getting the ball out of the primary ball handlers, uh, you know, hands. So 13 assists and eight uh, and five rebounds in that last game. Good for 18 
you know, uh, rebounds and assists. This number being at 10 and a half, juiced a little bit at minus 130, but this is something that I would also take at 11 and a half as well. I mean, so give me Damian Lillard over uh, his 10 and a half rebounds plus assists here. Yeah, I mean, look, over the last five games, they're averaging 6.8 rebounds, 6.8 assists, and this is something that I've been keeping my eye on as well. Um, and like you mentioned, I don't know what's gone into Dame about rebounding. Maybe it's just been the opponents that they've played that just haven't been having good shooting nights. Uh, but again, like you mentioned, like this is a Chicago Bulls team that's coming off of a double overtime game. The um, Bucks on themselves back-to-back situation here as well. Um, I do expect some tired legs in this game. I do think that this be uh, a game where we possibly see a brick fest. And I think that the opportunities, at least for the rebounds and uh, the assists will uh, be there as well for Dame. I mean, you know, being in this offense with a guy like Giannis and and the shooters that they do have with Pat Covington, Malik Beasley, Brooke Lopez. I think Damian Lillard is a guy that can find those guys, you know, in, in, uh, to get some open looks. And like you mentioned, in three games this season against the Chicago Bulls, he's cleared uh, rather easily in two of those three games against the uh, Chicago Bulls here. So I do like the spot here for uh, Damian Lillard. And again, this has been something that I, I've been keeping my eye on as well. So I don't think the market has... They've caught up a little bit, but I don't think they've adjusted properly uh, to what Dame Lillard has been able to do, filling up the rebounds and assists um, you know, for the uh, Milwaukee Bucks over the past several games. So definitely can get behind this one here as well. Um, Chris, for my last player problem, go over to that game between the Pacers uh, and the Pelicans. And I'm looking at Brandon Ingram in the spot, over 21 and a half points uh, in this game. All the seasons averaging right at this number, 21.6, five rebounds, 5.8 assists. And over the last five games, he's averaging 22 points per game. But I think Brandon Ingram presents a huge matchup uh, problem for the Indiana Pacers. And it's been something that's been pretty relevant in this career, at least over the past several head-to-head meetings against this Pacers team. So these two teams just had matched up on Wednesday night. Not the all greatest offensive uh, efficient night for Brandon Ingram. He was 8 of 20 from the floor. One of five from three, and he was 13 of 13 from the free throw line. Did finish the game with 30 points. He also has gone over this number in three straight games. He had 22 against the Chicago Bulls, 24 against the New York Knicks, and like I mentioned, 30 against the Indiana Pacers. And also head-to-head, like I mentioned, against the Pacers, uh, Brandon Ingram has gone over this number in five out of the last, sorry, four, yeah, sorry, five of the last six games head-to-head against the Pacers. So quickly, uh, 24, 31, 30, had a game where he had 12, and then 29, um, and then 30 again, like I mentioned, uh, this past week on Wednesday night for Brandon Ingram. So um, I think the opportunities, again, will be there for Brandon Ingram. I know CJ McCollum is back, but he's still, you know, dealing with that sore ankle. Zion had a really good game as well. So offense really goes through those three guys. I think more in particular Zion and Brandon Ingram here. So you know, they're back at home tonight looking for some revenge against his Pacers team that um, took care of business against them on Wednesday night. I know the Pelicans were on a back-to-back situation that night in the second leg of a back-to-back against the Pacers. And that's always a tricky spot, especially the way the Pacers play basketball, right? They like to push the pace for, for the full 48 minutes. And if they're up even in that final minute or so, I was watching this. And though they were still pushing the pace, they want to make sure that they put the nail in the coffin uh, with about 30 to 45 seconds left. So I think it's a good spot here for Brandon Ingram here tonight, uh, being back at home, looking for some revenge against the Pacers. He's done well head to head. He's in good form right now. And again, the shot volume is always going to be there for a guy like Brandon Ingram. So uh, Brandon Ingram over 21 and a half points here tonight against the uh, Indiana Pacers here, Chris. Yeah, I like it. I like this one as well. Um, I like this one a lot. You know, like you said, I think, 
you know, in these in these quick revenge spots, you you kind of want to you know get it back. You mentioned them being on the, the Pelicans being on the second leg of a back to back in that game. But it was also third and four, four and five. And it was fifth and seven nights as well. So you kind of see the tight legs kind of come into play just a tad bit. But they were able to you know play a, a little bit better defense outside of that first quarter. After the first quarter, you know, uh, concluded, they, they, the defense picked up a little bit, uh, which makes, you know, um, Brandon Ingram, he probably is the most versatile guy, you know, because he can score at all three at all three levels. Right. Um, if, if he needs to be that spot up shooter, he can do that. We know that the Pelic- the, the Pacers do a really good job of defending the three point line, but they, they do struggle, you know, sometimes against that mid range shot and they give up a ton of points in the paint. And Brandon Ingram definitely has that capability of, you know, putting his head down and getting to the rim and attacking as well. So uh, you get a, you know, a Pelicans team that's a, a little bit more rested, a little bit more motivated in a crowded Western conference. Uh, you know, this, this makes a lot of sense. Uh, and we get a Pacers team that's not playing as great defense on the road as well. So I do like this one. Uh, probably going to end up telling you on, it was either him or Zion, in my opinion, you know, I wanted to take both one of those guys. I know Zion's coming off a 23 point game. He's, his number sitting at 23 and a half. And that was on a fifth game in seven nights. So now you get him, you know, back home. Uh, I know he was a little, little frustrated about the plate, uh, about the foul, you know, the lack of uh, foul calls that were, you know, made in his favor. So uh, maybe they get a more favorable whistle. So, I, I, you know, I was kind of leaning towards I am, but I may, I may ride with you in this one and uh, take Brandon Ingram over to 21 and a half as well. There we go. Uh, all right, Chris, any honorable mentions uh, for tonight uh, before we move over to best bets? Man, so uh, an ugly, ugly one I was looking at, um, you know, was actually uh, Zaya Williams mm-hmm. um, out in, in Minnesota. I mean, in Memphis, just Memphis, because, yeah. yeah, just because, um, you know, there, there will be uh, no Jerry Jackson Jr. So that's a ton of volume. Uh, he's one of the, you know, better rebounds. So I was looking at maybe potentially his points, rebounds, and assists to go over. I think that number... I was like 21 and a half, 20. I forgot exactly what the number was, but didn't didn't fully, you know, do a deep dive into that. And that's an ugly, ugly, ugly game against the Portland Trailblazers who uh, played, you know, two extremely slow paced teams. First team to 90 might win that game. You know, it's going it's to be pretty bad. Um, so, you know, that that was he was someone that I considered. Uh, I also considered uh, I think it might have been. Let's see. Um, do, 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 do. Whoa, we'll we'll keep it there right now, you know. We'll keep it there. But I it was I can't I don't think I wrote it down. I think it was just something that was kind of formulating in my head and then I kind of, you know, um hadn't really, you know, done all the research, but I didn't write write it down. So uh yeah, I, I would say, you know, ugly, ugly play on Zaire Williams, but that that's where I'm looking at right now. What about yourself? Uh, I was looking at either Kaminga or Draymond Green here tonight against the Raptors on their rebounds and assists to go over. Um I got fortunate last night with Kaminga because he filled up a little, couple more stats uh, in that final minute for that uh, Warriors team against the Knicks last night. Um, but, I mean, you take a look at what Kaminga has been able to do uh, as far as getting rebounds and assists for this Golden State Warriors team. Uh, he's been very efficient. He's had six rebounds per game over the last five games, 3.8 assists. I think that market now has adjusted itself. Now that number is up to 8.5 or it's floating around 6.5, 7.5. For the past couple of weeks here, um, so I think I may just pivot to Draymond because again, Draymond's a guy that his usage rate and the amount of times that he does have the ball in his hands when CP3 is not on the floor, I think makes a lot of sense for me. Uh, that number is at thirteen and a half at plus one hundred five currently over on DraftKings. He's gone over this projection in three of the last four games, and historically, he's done really well against the Raptors as well. 
especially, you know, with the Raptors now playing at a faster pace coming out of the all-star break, they've been very efficient offensively as well. Um, but again, this, this Warriors stream is trending in the right direction and you know, they've been able to win their road games here. Now they're going up against a Toronto team. Like I mentioned, that's been pretty good coming out of the all-star break as well. But again, every win matters for this Golden State Warriors team. But Draymond Green, just over his last four games against the Toronto Raptors, nine rebounds, 10 assists, 14 rebounds, eight assists, nine rebounds, five assists, and then seven and seven uh, in the last game last year against the Toronto Raptors team. So that was when I was considering as well for Draymond to go over on his rebounds and assists, currently seeing that plus 105 uh, for the uh, Golden State Warriors. And then um, and I think in the same game, Scotty Barnes is a guy that's, you know, I think, finally realizes that he's he's a man for this team like the the future of this franchise goes through scotty barnes and i think that he's you know coming out of the all-star break especially filling up the stat sheet man i mean you just take a look at what he's been able to do from rebounds and assist perspective um 18 in the last game combined against dallas 24 against the indiana pacers 15 and 15 respectively against the nets and the hawks and then he had 12 and 8 um, against the uh, Pacers again. So uh, if you want to consider that, that number has also adjusted where earlier the season was hovering around 12 and a half, 13 and a half. Now it's up to 16 and a half. But also for, you know, Scotty Barnes is that he's getting the minutes, right? He's averaging 36 minutes per game over the last five games as well. So uh, keep that in mind if you are going to bet Scotty Barnes here uh, tonight. So those are the two I did want to mention uh, before we uh, get into best bets here. Anything else, Chris, before we do best bets? Mm, I, I just say the Scotty Barnes one makes a lot of sense. You know, Golden State, another one of those teams. Uh, and, and I was I was almost bet them. And I, I don't think that, you know, necessarily they're the wrong side because, like you said, they kind of need to win every game, especially with the Lakers winning again last night. That, yeah. that race between, you know, for 8-9 and really trying to – I mean, not, I'm sorry, not 8-9, nine, 9-10 nine and 10 in the Western yeah. Conference, that those playing spots, uh, you're really trying to get out of those spots, right? So um, definitely kind of need every win, and it kind of makes sense for them to, you know, keep their foot on the pedal here. I mean, you know, this – Golden State teams made me a ton of money uh, over the last couple of weeks, you know, since they've kind of flipped their switch. So uh, those guys will have um, will have, uh, you know, an advantage for sure. And uh, could definitely be Draymond. But they are in a you know, fifth game and eight nights as well. So uh, I kind of stayed off, but I, I kind of still want to get there just as far as the side goes. But, uh, yeah, they make a lot of sense here. Absolutely. Yeah, last one I'll throw out there uh, as far as assists goes. Uh, Harden tonight, it does seem like Paul George is trending towards playing. He did participate in shoot-around. So usually, you know, we see guys playing uh, or participating in shoot-around that more than likely play here tonight. So uh, with Paul George being back now, I don't think that scoring responsibility is going to fall on the shoulders of Harden like it uh, was in that game against the Lakers. So I do think that he's an opportunity to get some assists here tonight um, against this Wizards team. Could turn into a blowout. Obviously, the spread's running at around, what, 14 and a half, 15 and a half now. For the uh, Clippers, so um, yeah, maybe a Harden assist prop here tonight uh, for the uh, for the uh, Clippers going up against the Wizards, who are on a back to back situation. Um, all right, Chris, let's get into best bets here. Uh, before we wrap it up, my man, what do you got as your best bet for tonight? I think I gotta go. I think I gotta go with Anthony Edwards here. You know, if I just think you know pure shot volume alone, we talked about, and this was difficult because I, I really think Damian Lillard is in a really good spot as well, but he is on the second leg of a back-to-back. You get an Anthony Edwards. Um, I know he's listed as questionable, but he's been playing, you know, through through these injuries, uh, you know, get, got a day off as well. And I kind of laid out all the numbers. I know 28 and a half is a, is a pretty high number, but you just look at, you know, shot volume alone. Uh, he's, he's getting there. Uh, the Kings bleed points in the paint. They're giving up more than the more than the Washington Wizards right now. And I do think he's going to continue to put his head down and get, you know, get, get to the rim. He's already cleared the number twice this season already. Uh, so I like Anthony Edwards probably a tad bit more, but 
it's a really close second, you know, with Damian Lillard. I feel like that rebounds and assist line is a tad bit too low just for what he's been doing and how much Chicago likes to trap the ball handler, getting the ball out of his hands. Uh, he's kicking it to shooters and then knocking it down. Also, the Bulls really struggle, uh, you know, against the above the break three. So, you know, you track, trap Damian Lillard. I mean, that's a lot of opportunities for guys like Bobby Portis, guys like Pat Connaughton, guys like Malik Beasley, to, you know, to really – uh, showcase their, their their shooting talents in this game. So uh, really close to a double best bet, you know, but I'll, I'll just leave it with Anthony Edwards at uh, over 28 and a half points here. There we go. Uh, all right, best bet for me. Uh, I think I'm going to go... See, I really do like Paul Reed, but I'm not sure if his minutes are going to be there tonight. So um, I think Brandon Ingram, man, I think that he, he can repeat his performance. I think, again, we talk about the Pacers, or it, it's typically a high-scoring game because of the way they play offense, but B.I., he's in good form right now, and I think that the offense right now goes through Zion and B.I. I mean, you know, you wanted to get behind Zion. I think both of those guys can get there tonight, honestly. Um, I know C.J.'s been uh, dealing with that ankle injury, so not sure how efficient he's going to be, but I think Brandon Ingram is another big night for him here tonight. So I'm going to take the over 21.5 points for Brandon Ingram uh, as my best bet um, for the Friday night card in the NBA all right, that is going to wrap it up, my friends, for this edition of the NBA PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Chris, anything else we want to mention, my friend, before we get out of here? No, just a beautiful, beautiful show here, you know. I, I enjoy being able to come on here and talk the player props out, uh, you know, with you. And, uh, you know, two minds are always better than one. Enjoy, you know, gauging with the chat as well. So, uh, you know, shout out to everyone that, you know, left comments and, you know, also kind of giving us their opinion on the games because we can all kind of, Always learn from each other, man. Always learn from each other. So excited about that. As always, I always say, you know, uh, you know, bet responsibly, of course. Enjoy the games first and foremost. Good luck to everyone. And uh, definitely check us out, you know, wherever you check out your podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Five-star, five-star, man. Best of luck to everyone this weekend. Yeah, 100% echoing everything uh, Chris just said there. Uh, should be a fun night of hoops uh, going into the weekend and then uh, starting the month of uh, March before uh, the – Season wraps up early in the week of April. But again, still a lot of basketball left to be played here in the NBA. So we're going to be here uh, bi-weekly, at least Wednesdays and uh, Fridays for the PropCast. So, uh, yeah, echoing everything Chris said, uh, if you haven't already, do us a favor. Leave us a five-star uh, review wherever you do listen to your podcast, whether it's on Apple, whether it's on Spotify, wherever you do uh, listen to it. If you haven't already subscribed to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel, go ahead and do that as well. Uh, we'll be live on um this channel as far as a prop guest goes uh, going forward as well. So you guys can tune in with us uh, and uh, as well. Again, appreciate everybody in the chat as well. Kaysen, good to see you, my man. I know he changed do- uh, jobs. He was always one of the first ones, whether it's MLB pod or NBA pod, but good to see him in the chat. Uh, Andrew's in there as well. Um, so appreciate everybody in the chat joining us uh, and we'll be back next week. So till then, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the games. Good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.